It is exactly 23 minutes, exactly after 7. This is Rise FM in 60 minutes. I'm Alphas Musa Skosana. Now, housing is an issue that many residents faces. Tonight, we are joined by the Department of, ha- well, Department of Human Settlement to talk to us about the illegal occupation of the subsidized houses here in the province of Pumalanga. And now this evening, we have the pleasures of uh, welcoming the advocate, that is Advocate Mabaso, to talk to us from the Department of Human Settlement about the illegal occupation of some of the uh, subsidy houses here in the province. Advocate, a very warm good evening, and uh, thank you so much for availing yourself to have a conversation on Rise of Femme in 60 minutes. Well, thank you very much for, for having me tonight. Now, Advocate, maybe let's start at the beginning, right? And uh, the beginning being that does the department consider that some of the illegal occupation challenges that were brought forward uh, as a result of some of the delays and administration issues in some municipalities here in the province? Look, uh, the, the, the department takes that into um, consideration that uh, there could be some, some delays in the completion of these um, RDP houses. But in any event, the, the delays, whether they are reasonable or unreasonable, does not uh, justify that people should um, illegally occupy these houses. Mm. So, which means that uh, people will still need to comply with uh, the provisions of the law and respect the rights of the rightful beneficiaries to occupy their houses without any disturbance from anybody whatsoever. Mm. Maybe having that in mind, therefore, advocates, what are pl- maybe what sort of plans or initiatives are in the process to ensure that the municipalities and as well as the department ensure that the people who are rightful beneficiaries of uh, uh, well rightful beneficiaries of some of these houses are the ones who are getting their houses. I mean, putting in mind the fact that these houses are built for the elderly and as well as the child-headed households um, in mind. Are there any plans to ensure that municipalities and as well as the department ensures that people get the houses, the rightful people, that is? Of, of course, there, there are always plans. Because uh, what you need to do, that, what we need to understand as a, as, as a province and as a country, is that uh, the Department of Human Settlement has always been vocal uh, and consistent um, uh, in its approach that the RDP houses, which we ordinarily refer to as the low-cost houses, are built for beneficiaries that qualify for them in terms of the national qualifying criteria. Mm. Now, these houses are built for those specific persons that, under the normal course of events, will not be in a good position to provide uh, decent shelters for themselves as well as for their families. Now, the department, together with uh, the municipality, they will ordinarily inform the the beneficiaries once their applications have been approved. Now, the beneficiaries will therefore have a a, a positive um, duty to act in terms of having an obligation to keep in contact with the municipality in terms of checking the progress or the milestones on their houses. Mm. In the event they decide to change their place of residence 
and, and relocate to another place, or they want to change their contact numbers, they also have that obligation to inform the, the municipality so that the municipality should not classify them as untraceable persons. And that is a simple procedure. And these are the plans that uh, the department, together with uh, in collaboration with uh, the, the municipalities, enforce from time to time. Mm. Just to make sure that the rightful beneficiaries are informed and the rightful beneficiaries keep track of their own houses from the foundation until the completion. They can also be at liberty to can go to their own houses and start planting flowers, making some gardens, tilling the land, doing some landscaping, whatever that they, can, they, they want to do, as long as it does not disturb the whole process of uh, construction. Mm. Now, Bumalang, if you just joined us, you're hearing the voice of the director for the legal service section in the Department of Human Settlement, Advocate Maba. So he's my guest this evening. Uh, talking about the legal occupation of some of the subsidized houses by the department. Now, advocate, a lot of people would say, I've been applying for some of these houses or I've been, you know, doing what is required of me. But then who is currently re- maybe prioritized in the National Housing Need Register currently? Look, at the, at the moment, the people who are prioritized will be the elderly, as well as um, um, people who live with um, um, disabilities, and and, 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 and and children who are orphans, who are heading some uh, households, mm. they will be uh, given priority, so that they should be in a good position to come um, first and above everybody. They, they need to be uh, prioritized, as long as they, as they apply and they meet the necessary requirements. Because you will understand that uh, for one to qualify, among other uh, requirements, that these people must be South African citizens, and they must be over the age of um, 21. Uh, Although the age of majority in South Africa has uh, changed from uh, 21 to 18, and they must be mentally competent to can uh, conclude or sign a contract. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they should be um, earning less than 3,500 per month. Um, if it's a, a joint uh, a household income, it must not exceed that uh, 3,500 per month. And there must be first-time uh, uh, applicants for this uh, government uh, subsidy, or they should be first-time homeowners. Mm-hmm. But this category of the three, the elderly, the people living with disabilities, as well as children who are often are the ones who should be prioritized under all the normal circumstances. Mm. Maybe now, Advocate, talk to us about, uh, you know, when the handing over is done, are the title deeds immediately handed out together with the houses? It, it all depends because the, the process of uh, handing over title deeds is one process that will have to be separated from uh, the handing over of the house itself. Um, the process of title deeds will require the conveyancers to fast track the whole uh, uh, process and to, to work at a very uh, 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 lightning speed to make sure that uh, they obtain this title deed. It would be imperative under the normal circumstances that when a house is handed over, 
it must be having a title deed so that the person can have that uh, feeling and a sense of ownership. Mm. That's what the department uh, wishes to, to achieve. Under certain circumstances, the department does manage to achieve that. But under, certain, uh, under different conditions, due to uh, town uh, planning proclamations, you may find that there will be some, some delays in obtaining the title deed. But eventually, the title deed will be obtained and they will be handed over to the rightful beneficiaries. And those beneficiaries will therefore have a duty to, for safekeeping of uh, these title deeds just to make sure that they don't lose them under all the normal circumstances. Mm. You are on Pumalanga's hottest station, that is Rise FM. Now, the pending conversation here on Rise FM in 60 minutes is the one I'm having with the advocate, uh, that is Advocate Mabaso from the Department of Human Settlement, talking to us about the illegal occupation of RTP houses that have been built by the department, that is the Department of Human Settlement. Now, Advocate, does the department... No, no, no. Uh, maybe let me ask it like this. In a case, Advocate, where a beneficiary dies... Um, uh, in the case of a, a, a beneficiary dies of this RTP house and the listed inheritor or on the will has already benefited uh, his or her RTP, what then becomes the process? Look, in the event the, the person who qualified for the RTP house uh, dies because eventually all of us will die someday since we are not immortal, and the person has left behind a will. That simply implies that uh, the law of succession will uh, uh, take its course, irrespective mm. of uh, whether the heir or the inheritor may have an RDP house. Now, in the event this person has died uh, in state succession without leaving a valid will behind, now the beneficiary, the, the department in the database, they will be having information as to who is likely to be the beneficiary in terms of the, the name that will have been provided by the successful applicant while the successful applicant was still alive. To say, in the event I die, these are the people that I would love them to take over these RGP houses. And they will be allowed to live in that particular house until they themselves are self-sufficient, having some financial muscle to start looking for themselves and better their standard of living. Mm, mm. Maybe, Advocate, I should ask, because, I mean, seemingly we have seen this as a precarious effort for, you know, from from various people in our society. Are the low-cost houses, that is the RTPs, are they really sell, uh, saleable? Well, the RTP houses, in essence, uh, they are not supposed to be to be sold, but uh, in the event somebody needs to to get rid of it, the person must have um, stayed in that particular RGP house for a period not less than uh, eight years. Mm. Uh, that will be in terms of the Housing Amendment Act, uh, which makes that uh, uh, provision. However, the beneficiary intends doing so. Uh, uh, must make sure that the eight-year period is lapsed and that uh, the house needs to be offered back to the department uh, so that the department can be able to, to buy it back from that particular person 
and therefore allocate it to the next person in mind. Mm. Now, the people must first obtain a, a permission from the department. They will have to go to the lawyers, and the lawyers will write to the department, and our legal section will facilitate that whole process, verifying whether the eight-year period has lapsed or not. If it has, now the department can consent uh, to, 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 to such uh, transactions. But if it hasn't, the department will withhold the consent. And that will be justifiable because if the department does consent where the ATF rule has not yet lapsed, it definitely means that uh, the department will be violating what the regulations and the law are providing under the circumstances. Mm. Maybe still on that, uh, Advocate, I'd like maybe to know are there rules and regulations around uh, maybe extensions of those houses or even maybe refurbishing them? Uh, are there rules around that? Look, um, many people, when their um, standard of uh, living improves, and um, there are those who may feel that uh, strongly that they will not be in a good position to um, build uh, new houses from the scratch, and um, somehow they will be um, having money, but the money will not be um, sufficient um, for, for, for them to afford the kind of life that they want. What they will ordinarily do will be for them to revamp um, and renovate uh, these um, uh, houses in order to, to meet their needs. As long as they don't uh, totally uh, destroy these houses. Remember, if the eight-year period is lapsed, and, and they want to get rid of it, whatever that they want to do. Now, as long as they've been granted consent by the department, they can be in a good position to make uh, some improvements in these houses so that it can cater for their daily needs. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe before I let you go, Advocate, I'd like you maybe, as your parting shot, to address this one. What then becomes um, or what becomes of those who are illegally occupying some of these houses and they, they themselves know Thank you very much. Now, when, when somebody has occupied the house I- I- illegally and it, it, it becomes known to the as well as the, the department, mm. the matter will first have to be reported to the South African police services or the law enforcement agencies within the province um, so that they can um, conduct an appropriate investigation and also to make sure that an appropriate action is taken. However, further and above that, um, the the department will also, and the municipality jointly and severally, will have to negotiate with uh, the illegal office to vacate this house. Um, If they willingly uh, vacate the houses, that becomes the end of the story. In the event they refuse to vacate the houses, now the department and the municipality will have to make an application to court so that uh, these particular people must be evicted from uh, these houses. And it will be easy for the court to uh, grant such orders that people must be evicted. Moreover, because they will have occupied these houses illegally, and by so doing, they would have uh, deprived the rightful beneficiaries of the luxury to stay in these uh, uh, different uh, shelters or houses. Mm. Thank you. 
Advocate, really appreciate your time this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. The pleasure for mine. That is the director for the legal service section in the Department of Human Settlement, Advocate Mabaso, talking to us here on Rise of Him in 60 Minutes about the illegal occupation of the RTP houses that the department has built in various parts of the province.